Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. a couple things I want to share in this moment uh, but I'd like to not move from here so I'd love for you to have a seat like right where you're at please don't go back to your seats or you can stand if you want you can do whatever you like but I'm thinking if you want to sit you're welcome welcome to <laughs> but I'd love to stay here the band's gonna stay here I, I just want to speak to what I feel like the Lord has been doing over this year and a half what he's getting us ready for what's coming and I want, to, I want to speak to what, what's happening in these moments when we're in this place of worship like this. There's an assignment that God has over mankind. And, you know, for some time we were, to be honest, we were lied to. <laughs> and we thought the assignment was something different. You know, in the beginning in Genesis, he said, be fruitful and multiply, take dominion of, subdue the earth, cause the earth to come under the influence of the sons and the daughters. That was the original assignment. Cause the earth to come under the influence of the sons and the daughters, make it look like Eden. And that narrative has not changed over the course of time. You can go through all the Bible. I'm not going to do it this morning. We can go through the whole thing. And his overwhelming message over humanity and over creation has always been restoration and reconciliation. You know, we we can read Isaiah 61, which is the, you know, a verse of this house where he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord's anointed me to bring good news to the afflicted. This is our assignment to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to captives, freedom to prisoners, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord, that the the trumpet out of our mouth would be the favorable year of the Lord, not the devastation of it. The, The trumpet coming out of our mouth that what we would be proclaiming and declaring is that it's the favorable year of the Lord the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to grant those who mourn in Zion, giving them a garland instead of ashes, an oil of gladness instead of mourning, a mantle of praise instead of a spirit of fainting, so that they, who they? Those who were mourning, those who were fainting, those who were carrying ashes, that these would become the oaks of righteousness. You know what happens next? (laughs) Then they will rebuild the ancient ruins. They will raise up former devastations. They will restore ruined cities. The desolations of many generations. Restoration and reconciliation has been the narrative that God has had for creation since the beginning. It's never changed. We know, we know when Jesus came in Matthew 6 and said, on earth as it is in heaven, 
contend for this. <laughs> his will would be done. His kingdom would come on the earth just as it is there. Like this, this narrative has never changed. We can go through all the stories. Blake shared one a few weeks ago about uh, Jonah and the narrative was restoration. It was reconciliation for a city. All the stories, all the giants had in their heart, restoration, reconciliation. The, the, the assignment has never changed. Our assignment hasn't changed. In Corinthians 5, We, we know the beauty of this verse in, in our identity in Christ. Verse 16, it says, Therefore now we recognize no one according to the natural, even though we have known Christ according to the natural, yet we know him this way no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is past, the new has come. But this is the beauty of it. Now all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation namely that God was in, in Christ reconciling the world to himself not counting their trespasses against them and he has committed to us the word of reconciliation therefore we are his representatives we are ministers of reconciliation our assignment is that creation itself would be reconciled back to God eight we, we love this verse uh, this whole chapter uh, without getting all into it he begins to lay out the difference between being led by the natural or the soul and being led by the spirit and the reason and and what i love is beautiful is that he lays down this whole thing of how it works spiritually soul solely if you will but then he gives the reason he says for i consider the present the, the sufferings of this present time are worthy to be compared with the glory that is to be revealed revealed to us for the anxious longing of creation waits eagerly for the revealing of the sons of God. Creation is waiting for the revealing of who? Us. For creation was subjected to futility, not willingly, but because of him who subjected it in hope that creation itself would also be set free from its slavery to corruption and into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. It's not just mankind. It's actually the whole of creation. It was all his good idea. And he called it good. Every last bit of it. And we know at the end in Revelation, it says, you know, that the, the seventh trumpet sounds and he opens a seal and it says, now that the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdom of our God. You see, our assignment is to reconcile creation itself back to God, to the original purpose and intent that it would experience blessing, increase, life, abundance, hope, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness. Sound familiar? The, um, <clears throat> the, the reason I think it's so important is because what our assignment is, we can't do it. 
We can't do it. We can't do it. It cannot be done by the natural. It can't be done by the natural. It can't be done by the soul. It can't be done by our, our futile, futile minds and, and even as amazing as we've been built. We have to do it in conjunction with the presence of God. The assignment that we have is so far above and beyond what we could even come close to scratching the surface of fulfilling. <laughs> it absolutely requires the presence of God. It requires revival. It requires reformation. It requires a move of the Spirit. And that's why what's happening and what the Lord's been doing in this body specifically, I feel like for the last year and a half has been preparing us for this because there's a city of former devastation that's waiting to be restored. And the city of Atlanta's in the room. It's a unique thing that we have a, a representative, if you will, a representative sample of the city in the room. It's not like that everywhere. It's a specific, unique call for us. It's our side of the pie, if you will. But the Lord's getting ready to release us to begin to do it. Years ago, I heard Bill say, a lot of churches have been looking to uh, uh, influence the culture in their region. But the problem is, is that the culture inside the church wasn't ready to export. I feel like that's what's been happening in this moment, in this what the Lord's been doing in this time. We've been obedient. We're in a tent. We're in another tent. We're in another tent. <laughs> we're just saying yes to the Lord, responding. But we're not here for the tent. We're not here for the speaker. We're not here for the message. We're not here for the worship. We're here for the presence. We're here for the King. We're here because He shows up. And what's happening inside of us is the Lord's been preparing us to begin to send us that we would actually bring restoration, reconciliation to the city. All these words we've been getting about waters and waters rising, and it's been crazy in the last you know, several weeks. And prophetic words being sent in that have no idea about it that are actually specifically speaking to the very thing we've been getting other words about, about these waters rising. And Vanessa writing this song and just in her heart has just been like singing these, this, this hook over and over and over and over. The waters are rising. Over and over and over and over. Not, not knowing why, not realizing the Lord's doing something. You guys, what we get to be a part of, man. <laughs> what we get to be a part of is so magnificent. And he's always speaking and he's just beginning. He's leading us. He's leading us to begin to actually send us. So two, two things, I, I shared a word. When we were in the other tent. And I had this word in August. I heard it's illegal to reference your past experience in moving forward. I feel like it's really important we hear this because what the Lord's taking us to do, I think we can undo with our own minds because what he's asking of us is so big and above what we can think. It's so far above what we can grasp. It's illegal to reference your past experience in moving forward. 
comparison of the present is a hindrance to the forward movement. No longer is it we used to do this, now what? Now it's to be, what could it look like to do this? We're moving from what is practical to what is possible. Our experience will not take us into our future. And it's just a seasonal word, but I feel like there's things that the Lord wants to do with us and take us that require Him, not us. And I think we can sort out, oh, I remember God, God's moved like this before, I know how this works. And He's going, no, 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 I'm doing something you've never seen. I'm doing something in you so much bigger that if I told you, you wouldn't believe it. And that's us, that's what He's doing with us in this family. I'll, I'll, I'll read, we'll kind of land here. This is what I feel like was where we've culminated all the words, prophetic words, the words about the waters rising. And I feel like he's, he's, he's speaking to what he, we've been designed for. In Ezekiel 47, he says, then he brought me back to the door of the house and behold, water was flowing from under the threshold of the house toward the east for the house faced east and the water was flowing down from under from the right side of the house from the south of the altar he brought me out by the way of the north gate and led me around on the north on the outside of the outer gate by of the gate that faces east and behold water was trickling from the south side when the man went out toward the east with a line in his hand he measured a thousand cubits and he led me through the waters water reaching to my ankles Again, he measured a thousand and led me to the water, water reaching to the knees. And again, another thousand, and he led me to the water, water reaching to the loins. Again, he measured another thousand, and it was a river that I could not ford, for the water had risen enough, enough water to swim in, a river that could not be forded. The water flowing from the temple should get deeper the further away you get. We don't come here for the water. It may be a source, but it gets deeper the further away you, we get because inside of you is rivers of living water that burst forth. And the further away that we get from the temple, the body of Christ, the ones that actually are the vehicle, if you will, or the conduit that are releasing the waters to flow. And you know what he says? He says, son of man, have you seen this? And he brought me back to the bank. And now when I'd returned, behold, on the bank of the river, there were many trees on one side and on the other. And he said, these waters go toward the Easter region and out, down out into the desert. And then they go toward the sea, being made to flow into the sea and the waters of the sea become fresh. It will become, it will come about that every living creature which swarms in every place where the river goes will live. And there will be many fish for the waters go there and others become fresh. So everything will live where the river goes. And it was and it will come out, it will come about that fishermen will stand by it. From Engedi to Eglam, where there will be a place for the spreading of nets, the fish will be according to their kinds, like the fish of the great sea, very many. Its swamps and marshes will not become fresh. By the river on its bank, on one side and on the other will grow all kinds of trees of food. Their leaves will not wither, their fruit will not fail. They will bear every month because the water flows from the sanctuary and their fruit will be 
for food and their leaves for healing. Everywhere you go, it must live. Because out of you is the rivers of living water that everywhere it flows, things come to life and the things that are coming to life around you become healing for the people around them. This would actually, the waters that are rising and rising, rising, and it could be presence and glory and favor and love and joy and fill in the blank of all the expressions and facets of the glory of God. But everywhere we go, our assignment is restoration and reconciliation. It's not because we go and create something out of our own idea. It's because the presence of God showed up in us. What if we became a people where the Lord says, I want to take you. And he says, I want you to buy a plane ticket and go here. Because when you show up, the people in that environment are going to experience healing. They're going to experience wholeness. They're going to experience life. Not because you had a great idea, but because you were simply obedient. And what the Lord's doing in you is so much bigger than what you would absolutely even be able to conceive. This is a spiritual thing and we need this. (laughs) We need the presence. We can't go and do what he's asking us to do without it. Because our resumes don't qualify us. If you can do what you're doing, you haven't got your assignment yet. If you can do what you're doing, you haven't got your assignment yet. That's a billism, it's not mine. So we got it. That's Bill Johnson. But he said it once if you can do it, you haven't got your assignment yet. Because what God's asking you to do absolutely requires Him. And so we press into the presence, we press into the waters. And we, 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 the idea that we would become a people of radical obedience, radical faith, radical trust, and a people of His presence is what actually qualifies us. And then he says, finally, I get to do what I've been dreaming to do with a people, to breathe life into you, that out of you would flow rivers of living water. And wherever you go, signs, wonders, miracles are the fruit of those who believe. So can we just kind of land by just soaking in this for a moment? Or just close your eyes. Yeah, and just in your heart of hearts, like, I just feel like there's a moment of saying, yes, Lord, lead me, guide me, all of me for all of you. not a big enough sacrifice that I can pay for my yes to you.
Lord says, you're the ministry. You don't do the ministry. You're the ministry. You're, it's why we say reigning and restoring, that we're reigning in life. And the reason is because as you reign in life, you, you're, the natural progression is that you restore the things around you back to the kingdom and the glory because it's just in you and it leaks out of you. If you have to do your ministry, you, you, might, you might need to start over. Huh. Ooh, this is sharp, I know, I'm sorry. But I, I feel it, I feel like there's a, a radical adjustment that the Lord's doing because we're going into 2020. We're going into where he's gonna to begin to release a grace to see and a, a grace to see vision for longer and further than you have ever had and been able to in your life in conjunction with what his intention and plans are on the earth. And there's a radical, I feel like an adjustment even right now that it's not in terms of how you've ever experienced it or seen it. Like even in my own personal life, like I'm feeling urges and, and, and tugs in areas where I'm starting to get out of my area of expertise. I'm, I'm, I actually don't know why I'm showing up in certain places because I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't have anything to give here. <laughs> I don't have the skill set. I don't have the training. I don't have the, and the Lord says, I just need you to say yes <laughs> because then I get to come through. I feel like there's an adjustment for people in the room. What you thought was ministry, the Lord's radically erasing that, shifting it. What you, even some people in the room, what you thought was your call, he's, he's adjusting that. And a lot of it isn't because it changed as much as we've put our experience and our perspective on it and we've interpreted it in our own way and the Lord's shifting that and adjusting it. And that's why he says it's actually illegal in the season to reference your former past, your former way of life and moving forward because what I'm taking you into forward, <laughs> is not, is unlike anything you had experience with yet. Some of you are gonna be called into fields of, of, of careers that you, you, you don't have the resume for. And it's gonna be important you say yes, because his goal is restoration for a city and he wants to do it through you. Waters are rising, they're rising, they're rising. Thank you, Lord. We thank you for, God, the absolute honor and privilege that you would ask us to be a part of and so desire to express yourself through us. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.